Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Anne Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Hi, everyone. It's Anne Duffy, and this is the Just Do It podcast. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here with me today with a dear friend. We go back over 25 years. We worked together in my networking company with toothpaste and mouth rinse back in the day. I've known her um, when she was a hygienist and she's turned into a, an absolutely amazing dentist with a great practice in my home state right now of North Carolina. Let me tell you a little bit about her before we get started. Listen to this bio. Repressed emotional pain can manifest through physical pain, chronic illness, or an emotional meltdown. Drawing from her personal experience with trauma, this dentist presents and heal, presents dental professionals with the skills and understanding to cope and heal personally and professionally. A certified laughter yoga instructor with additional training in neuroscience and coaching, she teaches emotional strength training. Her clients report less work-related stress, increased profits, and better relationships as a result of their work together. Serving as a teaching assistant and private tutor to other students while pursuing her own studies, she graduated with honors from the UNC School of Dentistry. Prior to dental school, she was a dental hygienist for 13 years. Now the owner of Enchanting Smile Family Dentistry, she practices all facets of dentistry. She is honored to serve as president of the Chapman County Dental Society since 2016. She has received the top dentist award, voted on by other dentists multiple times. She is active with the American Dental Association, the North Carolina Dental Association, and volunteers her services with local and statewide dental relief efforts. Prior to dental school, she worked at the Carolina Renaissance Festival selling handmade fairy wings. The opportunity to dress up and interact with people delighted her inner theater kid. And this, by the way, is the dental hygienist that I knew back in the day. <laughs> These experiences inspired her personal and business brand of the Tooth Fairy. She assumes this persona, assumes this persona to visit kindergartens, assisted living facilities, and local and regional festivals to promote good oral health. Would you please help me welcome the amazing Dr. Laura Kolatz? Thank you. That was so sweet. Oh my gosh. Oh, don't you love hearing your own bio? I you know, yeah. I couldn't stop smiling uh, talking about you because. Gosh, Laura, I remember you when I first met you. I mean, oh, it was got to be about 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you were into the Renaissance Festival then. You were just, you were a fairy. You, you, I mean, you just, you just emote goodness and fairiness. And when I see you, I want to be a fairy. And um, I, I want to spread that joy because that's what you do. And I can't imagine how fabulous your practice must be with your patients. They must love coming in. And, and I mean, just, I want to, let's just start from the beginning. Here <laughs> okay. you are a dental hygienist and you and I were talking and those of you listening, you know, you think you have some things going on. Laura, tell us about your neck injury and you had spinal surgery wow. while you're yeah. in dental hygiene school. So you start there and, and now okay. look at you, but go ahead. So, yeah, I, um, I got into dental hygiene school at the age of 18 and like right away, got right in. I went to, um, Central Piedmont Community College in Charlotte. And I uh, fell asleep driving to school one day. 
I opened my eyes and I saw that there was a guardrail coming towards me and I closed my eyes again and I slammed on the brakes. And when I opened them the second time, I was scooched over into the passenger seat and I, this was before seatbelts. <laughs> this is in the eighties. This was 88. And, uh, I've started feeling my right hand go numb. So the, the EMTs taped my head to a board and I sat in the ER for about eight hours, um, on a backboard and I was in the hospital nine days. I had spinal surgery. I've got a great big piece of my iliac crest, just about as big as my thumb, um, wired onto the back of my neck and it looks like a little butterfly. So, Hey, I got wings with me all the time. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I had to drop out of hygiene school and then drop back in. So when I dropped back in, I had two children. I only had one, I had one child when I was going the first time. So I graduated from dental hygiene school with a two and a four-year-old. And I got divorced while I was in dental hygiene school. So I had a little going on. You had a little going on. A little bit. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but you know, and I can't remember how long were you practicing when we connected? You know? at least like six or seven years. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So I forgot that you had the accident. So first of all, you're smarty pants. We know that I knew the minute I met you, you're so smart. I mean, you just loved all that clinical stuff and the strategic and all of that. I mean, it just like, just came naturally to you. No wonder. Cause you know, nobody can get into these dental hygiene schools, especially back in the day. It's impossible. It was crazy. Cause I talk yeah. to people now and they're like, no, I got waitlisted six times. I'm like, I got right in. I don't yeah. know. What 18, the was. 18. But I guess, you know, it's man plans and God Labs. I guess he thought right. you, you needed a little bit of, uh, you know, motherhood, a little bit of surgery and, and here the fact that you actually decided to still go into dentistry and, um, with, you know, having a little bit of your, what hands tied behind your back, just, mm -hmm. you know, just to, to say that lightly, um, you know, because, you know, in dentistry, you may have heard that you, you bend your neck and you're in all different positions yeah. and that's how you, you end up practicing. But, um, you know, you just, you're a fighter. I, I know that about you. You just go, go, go. And you had a dream and you just never mm -hmm. gave up on it because I, I also remember you talking about going to dental school and that's very, um, that's a big dream. Um, when you've had neck issues, you're in hygiene, you've got kids, you were married again, and mm -hmm. you decided I'm not giving up on this. What made yeah. you want to go to dental school? So I, it's, I ran out of good reasons not to, mm. um, people, every, every dentist I worked with said to me, why aren't you a dentist? And I had, oh, I would list off all the reasons because reasons, um, when I was 33, I lost my brother and I just started reevaluating things. It was the first, it was the first close family member that I, that had passed. It was the first death I had had. I had been, I had been presented with and someone else asked me that question. Why aren't you a dentist? And I was like, you know what? Why aren't I a dentist? So yeah, it all happened real fast after that. Once I made up my mind, boom, there it was. And wow. within, within the span of about two weeks, I met with the Dean at UNC. I drove, I drove from Charlotte or from Lake Norman up to UNC. And I met with the acting Dean and he looked me in the eye and he said, you need my gaze. You need to go to a four-year college, take chemistry, take physics, take, take, take organic chemistry, take the DAT. And to, in order to make that all happen and not lose a year, 
because it's a sequential program. You know how that works. Yeah. I had to start right now. So I quit three jobs and I, it's crazy. I, I felt like I just took off the financial burden and just handed it to my husband. I said, here, I'm, this is, I'm not, not going to look at it. Not going to think about it. It's not mine anymore. And I mean, we borrowed a lot of money to survive while I was in dental school, but I, it was, it was lovely to not think about that wow. and to just, to just turn off that part of me. Um, but I was the primary breadwinner. I've always been the primary breadwinner. Yeah. Yeah. And as long as I've known you, you've been the primary yeah. carer of just about everything in I your household. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that was brave. That was, that was a brave move on your part. And also, um, like so courageous. I mean, you know, that's like what Sarah, we were talking about Sarah Cannell and we, we talk about her now because she spoke at the retreat, but the, the, you know, the four C's, but you committed first, right? And, and there was no turning back once you made that commitment. I'm going to dental school. I can't even imagine the enormity of, of doing all that with a family, having to earn, you know, after to, to buy the groceries and then just to put a stop on that. And boy, that's, that's something um, very powerful. And so when you graduated dental school and, you know, tell me what that feeling was like. That was, that was huge. Um, and I got to go, I graduated with honors. And for the longest time, when I talked about that achievement, I would immediately dismiss it. I would immediately talk down about it. How, and, and just, and I'm done, I'm done with that. Good yeah. For you. I graduated with honors. I, I worked my butt off and I, I started working right away. I didn't get to do a GPR or, or any kind of, any kind of residency or anything. I was like, boom, got to work right now. And I found my dream practice in 2010. It took several months and four banks to purchase it. God bless you. Um, and when I found this place, it was, I told you it was 864 square feet, this big. And it was inhabited by five women. <laughs> my office, my, I have an office now. Okay. My office was an open desk on the way to the bathroom, which was also where the refrigerator was, which was where the charts were and the extra supplies were kept. Wow. Um, and uh, it so was, what it made was it your, what made it your dream practice? Was it because you could afford it or because it was a great patient or you liked this town? What were the, what well, were I, the, the, my, the, here, here were my, 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 my requirements for my practice. Okay. I wanted a small town. I wanted to be near the water. And I, I wanted some old, I wanted an old guy who was retiring. I won't lie. And I found exactly that. I found, uh, when I bought this office from Noah, he took the size three bite wings. You remember the size? Oh yeah, I sure do. Size three bite wings, daylight feeder. Half of the sterilization room was in one operatory. Half was in the other operatory. And it was just, it, it was perfect. It was this amalgam farm. <laughs> oh yeah. I got gotcha. it. And it, it took a few years of just building trust mm. with the patients because you can't, you, you can't build Rome in a day Yeah, and, and change happens in two ways, evolutionarily or revolutionarily. And when it's a revolution, it's bloody. So we just, we evolved our patients slowly. And yeah. I started saying things to them like, one of these days, I'm going to tell you. 
to, to need to do this. And I can tell you today, <laughs> one of these days, you're going to need to put a crown on this gigantic amalgam. Oh, wow. Um, but my, my predecessor in this town was a beautiful, giving, MacGyveran fool. Okay. Nothing was a, too, nothing was too hard for him to fix. And no, he figured out a way to do a, it. Yeah. A lot of creative dentistry. Um, his wife was, uh, was involved with town politics and she also worked as a counselor at the elementary school. And because of her, the kindergarten trick or treats around town every year, because we're a farming community. Wow. And a lot of these, a lot of kids for a while didn't have any experience with, with Halloween or trick or treating because they live so far out. So Betty incorporated it into her civics lesson. And they go around town and they go to the post office and they go by the courthouse and they go to the lawyer and they go to the dentist. And even so now I'm in a bigger building, but we're still on the kindergarten trick or treat route because I wasn't going to give that up. Um, I just like the sense of community and family and how everybody knows everybody else. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, and you're so delightful because you were mentioning that you tell us a little bit about, uh, something you did this past weekend because you've got a mannequin. If, if, if anybody's look, <laughs> watching this on there. YouTube, there's a mannequin back there, but tell me about what, and well, the, the, the key thing for this is that, that, uh, that she came to your parade and was in your parade. So tell me yes, about this. Yes. yes. So I am involved with this lovely group called wings and we are women in nice gowns. And I'll send, I'll give you a link for that. If you would like, um, we buy nice gowns at the thrift store or if we just happen to have them, we have them and we wear wings and we're in the parade every year. We hand out these beautiful positive affirmations that are printed on card stock. This one says, you are enough just as you are. Oh. On the back, there's a QR code to join us on our Facebook group. And then there's another QR code to a website called Get Happy. And we just try to share and spread positivity and love and we danced in our nice gowns and we wore our wings. So the mannequin was wearing the dress I wore. The mannequin's in my lobby normally. So I'm redressing the mannequin in some purple and green for the next few months. I, uh, I dress her in my costumes because I have a lot of fairy outfits. And I decided last year, I was like, I'm done with them just sitting in a box. Let's celebrate them too. So this is, uh, this is going on the mannequin next. Oh my gosh. I made this. Oh, wow. That's I so renaissance. It. That's so renaissance. For it's you. a renaissance corset. It's going on the, the, the mannequin next. But so Betty Wilson, who's the widow of the gentleman I bought the practice from, got to be in the parade with us this year. She's 91. Oh, my God. And she is still just a powerhouse. She rode it on the golf cart. She wore wings and it was great. Well, that's the best way to have a, a, a an associate or someone buy, buy your practice. I mean, you don't hear that very often that there's a goodwill um, from that uh, transaction and that you're still in this town and everybody knows you. I mean, that is a, you know, I think you're making up a, or making a very good point for practicing in a small town. So often they graduate and they want to go to the big city and then they want to get the, the big house and the big car and then all this. But in a small town, you could actually, I don't know, build the community, they, you know, be part of the community, have so much more richness, I think, because you, you're, you know, it's just like old town doc, old town dentist. I mean, it's, it's just, and you're actually bringing new things to them in a way that is very smart. And I know that you've had quite a bit of coaching 
along the way because we met through Laura Mock, the happy dentist. Um, tell me what 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 have you gained in your say 12 years in this practice and and as far as what has been the most pinnacle um component of your success honestly this the last year i've grown significantly and that was just goal setting honestly i remember last year at the keynote address katrina asked us to write a letter to ourselves our future self and with everything that's happened in my life this last month receiving that letter was just amazing because I've done all the things that I congratulated my, my future self for doing. Really? Um, so you wrote the letter. So back up a little bit. I forgot about yeah. this because you would say, yeah. did you get a hold of Katrina? I'm not really sure. I did. did. Oh, I good. finally did. She, she responded um, to the, to the thank you that I left on Facebook. I'm so happy. But, uh, no, I, her, her talk, her keynote was just amazing. And she did was. ask people to write a note to themselves. And when you wrote that, were you, were you, um, about where you're going to be this time next year? Mm-hmm. And were you dreaming big there? I mean, did you, did you, th- I wasn't dreaming big enough. Oh, cause I've it? made it, to, I've made it to get everything on my, on my, uh, my vision board here at work checked off too. Wow. Um, so last year, last year I spoke words out loud to people that would hold me accountable for them. And I said, I want to speak in dentistry. I want to start doing these things. And I hadn't even, I had no plan. I had no clue. I hadn't even met Vanessa until, until the do meeting. And so last year at the meeting, I congratulated myself for speaking and for coaching. And I'm not going to read you the whole thing, but I do want to, I do want to share a tiny bit with you because it's, it's, it's powerful. Um, I said, you're so many things. You're a writer too. And a speaker, you use your voice. I said, look at all the lives you've touched with your gifts. You get to dress up and play and sparkle. Your story matters. You matter. Be yourself and fly. Oh my gosh. That's, that's so beautiful. Right? Yeah, I and know. Wow. To have gotten that letter two weeks after my mother passed away. Mm. The weeks I didn't even receive it until after I spoke at your retreat. Oh my God. I have goosebumps. So, right. Yes. I've spoken, I've spoken with Vanessa uh, for Vanessa a couple of times and I'm speaking again for her in May. I got to speak at the happy dentist retreat for um, Ankur Gupta. I love him. And I know who doesn't love Ankur. No. Um, and all the things that I congratulated myself for doing, I've done. So I want to dream bigger this, this time. Oh, definitely. I wouldn't, um, I, you, you've got so much talent and, 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 and verve and, and, um, positivity and you're just so smart. So what are some of the dreams or you, have you written next, them down? Now, oh yeah. Next on the agenda is, is my retreat. Okay. I'm going to start, um, hosting retreats. I would like very much to work with women practice owners. I, I feel like I can, I can identify specifically with the stresses that we have. Yeah. yeah. So we have a lot of them and they're different than, than associating an associate. And it's different when you're a girl. Yeah. If you're a girl and you're a good business person, you're a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. You're aggressive. You're aggressive. You're mean. <laughs> you're, I don't know. And so I, you know, I, I want, I want to be able to help women not get to the point that I got with my body. Yeah. And I want to help them with their goal setting. And 
honestly, the retreat idea started with um, a couple of years ago in my garage. Um, I've always, I've, since I was about this big, I wanted to be a singer. I don't think I've ever told you that. No, I, I, um, this is all new. I've never heard you I sing. I wanted to be a singer. My dad heard me sing. And that's the reason I ended up getting braces when I was young. He's like, yeah, baby girl, you can do this. Um, and over the years, I've just felt like I've lost my voice. And in 2020, I went into my garage and I had Alexa in my garage and I turned her up full blast so nobody could hear me. And I sang Sitting on the Dock of the Bay with Sarah Bareilles mm-hmm. for six and a half minutes. And I wailed my guts out and I felt like I lost 20 pounds. And I started coming into my office and just singing because nobody else could hear me. Um, and that really just kind of resonated with me for a minute, you know, and I, I wanted I, and I started thinking, what if I just had a room where I could go make any noise I want? any noise. I can scream. I can yell. I can cry. I can make any noise I want. And I was like, hmm, that'd be kind of cool. Also in the summer of 20, a, a dear friend of mine lost her, her, her youngest son horrifically. And I saw her at his service and she looked the way he would look. She was a, she was a mess. She was a blob. And I saw her about six weeks after that in the office and she just she looked peaceful. She was also very sunburned. And I was like, what's going on? And she said, oh, what this? It's like, um, I have a friend who lost her son a few years ago. And we went out on the boat the other day and we screamed for about three hours. Wow. And I was like, yeah, you did. <laughs> you let a lot of stuff out, you know? And I think as women, we were told to bite our tongues. As little girls were told to be quiet. Mona speaks about this too. And I, I'm done. There's noises we need to make. And there's, there's things that we need to just let out so that we can put the good stuff back in. And that's when the retreat idea just started to grow. And I, I want to have a place where you can explore all the ways to let out what's going on. Not just yelling. I, you know, let's go throw some paint at the wall. Let's do you need, do you need 10 minutes with the baseball bat in that car? We're yeah. good. Go do that. Do you want to go smash some plates? Do you want to beat up a printer? Do you want to journal and, and do some yoga? I want to be able to have all the things let out what you need to let out. And then let's build back what you want to build back. Because at the end of the day, we're in charge. And, you know, when I was being treated for my PTSD back in 2018, I was just very keenly aware that I am exactly in charge. And it didn't feel like I was. My body didn't feel like I was in charge of it at all. I had to go to biofeedback to learn how to breathe again. Um, how did you get to that point? Because you wrote about that in your article. Yeah. I want to so, make note of that as well, that you know, your article is in the, the um, not the fall edition, but the summer edition of Dental Entrepreneur Woman. How did you end up you know, with that positive attitude? You had a lot on your shoulders, but what, I, what I got broke. you? I just, I completely broke. What happened um, was I got divorced and was assaulted within, well, not divorced, I I got separated and was assaulted within the span of about six months. Um, And I didn't let myself acknowledge that that's what it was. I completely said, no, no, it's my fault. Mm -hmm. And just piled all that shame on top of myself. And I lied to myself. 
So my nervous system was trying to put one over on my nervous system. And it took about four years for my body to just completely break. And I was, I was hypnotized in 2018 and I wasn't even able to be fully hypnotized. My friend, uh, who's a, a, a hypnotherapist was just trying to help me manage my stress. Mm. And we didn't know that there was an assault. We didn't know that there was trauma because I didn't, I wouldn't let myself know. You just that. buried it. Yeah. I just buried it. So what I remember had happening was not being able to find a safe place in my mind. I could not picture a safe place in my head at all. And then all the connections just started coming apart. And I started having a whole lot of other memories that were not good flood back. And I, all learning is somatic. All, all of our learning, your whole body is your brain, how you're breathing, how you're holding yourself, your, the smells, the sounds, the look, everything around you. And I had to just relearn my whole body. And, uh, when I, when I figured out that that's what I was trying to do, because I, I got it before I got it. Does that make sense? Yeah. You understood it up here, but you had to. I did, but I just couldn't figure it out. And I started, um, I figured if I'm putting myself back together anyway, let's just do it better. So I started really working on my posture while I was building the blocks back together. I started trying to eat with my non-dominant hand. I started standing on my non-dominant leg to just give my connections some new connections. Because that's really the the key to neuroplasticity and keeping your brain young is to constantly challenge it. And when we get so entrenched in our rut, then we're just what we've practiced doing. So I had to start practicing being different. Yeah. And being okay with that. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, I think part of where it drives you for your retreat and and the way you want to run that is that you don't want someone else to get to the point where you are just, just totally, uh, you know, devastated physically, mentally, everything. And you don't have to get to that point to build it back up. Right. And so I think that's, that's, that's the message for you is just, you know, the signs, the signs were there. But mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times as women, we ignore those signs because we don't have, first of all, time to take care of ourselves. There's so many things, so many rich things here that we, we've discovered by getting to know women and the do's in particular that share these stories that we put ourselves on the back burner all the time. And then all it the gets time. to be like we're on fire and it's, it takes, you know, way longer to build that back, build those blocks up. And so I think you know, just knowing that we have the opportunity, we, it's a choice and, um, and actually being able to share with each other and women, like you were saying, like practice owners, they, you know, you've been in the trenches. It's really hard for me. And that's what do has been great for me. And Crystal Springs brought it up at the retreat is we're getting to know different career paths in dentistry. If we feel for, I feel for practice owners, but before that, I mean, I'm really, you know, I, 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 I don't think I had the same empathy if you will, or the same knowledge of what a dentist is going through compared to a hygienist that's working for a dentist. You know, we, there's just so many layers there that I think that that was my goal with Dental Entrepreneur Woman is to bring us all together and then work together to make it a better profession, more fulfilling, keep amazing women in dentistry like you 
Um, and, uh, and like all of you listening, let's stay in it. Let's get, you know, stay fulfilled, stay pumped up. Call a do. You called Barb Stackhouse today. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can always call a do. And and let me just say, you know, the first person that I saw while your house party was going on, because I didn't, I didn't come to the first day of the retreat because my mother, my mother had just passed away. Um, the first person I saw sitting at the bar was Miss Sonia Dunbar. And she opened her arms up and she said, you just come right here. You come here right now. You just give me a hug. And she held me and she just petted me and told me how much she loved me and how sorry she was. And then she proceeded to tell me to sit down and eat this food right now. And don't you do a single other thing before you eat this food. She's a mama bear. Right. And it was just, it was great. And there were Mm -hmm. so many beautiful people there that were just so supportive. And the energy that that gave to me was, was, I can't even, it was Mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. Well, they're just so wonderful. And, and, you know, we champion each other like Sonia, they're doing in the I woman um, with, with uh, Melissa Turner. That's another offshoot of, you know, women in dentistry empowering each other. And I just think it's so cool that we're all in this together. There's, there's room for all of us and room for all of us to grow and lead in our, in our own way, but then lead with each other because we can learn from each other. Oh yeah. You know, and and honestly, I had no idea what it was like to be a practice owner when I was a hygienist. Yeah. I went into this when I graduated, I was like, Oh, I'm going to be great at this. I've done all the jobs. It'll be fine. I can do all the things. I can see everybody's point of view, which is really not a good place to be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. So it's, it's, you know, I've learned a lot. Yeah. I've learned a lot from all the coaches that I've had, you know, and honestly, I, I continuing to have coaches is going to be with me forever. I I'm always going to have people that I look up to that I want to continue to help me. Well, we can't know everything. I mean, part of what I think was so great, you know, at the retreat too, is your gifts are not my gifts. So, right. you know, we have certain gifts, but you know, we do need help, especially when we're wearing, you know, five, just, just think of five very hats. important hats. I mean, we wear 10, 15, but when you're a practice owner, especially you're responsible for the five people or the four people that work for you and their families and their, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things, it does rest on your shoulders. And that is a, a daunting um, idea and something daunting that you'd maybe not think about when you're in hygiene or before no, you graduate no. dental school. But, you know, look at you, you, you've got, you, you graduated, you've got your beautiful little practice. You've also got, which is growing. And then you're, you're, you know, you're doing the things that you love and the love for people and you're continuing to, to put those goals out there. So we can't wait to continue to uh, follow you, Laura, and to champion you and what you want to, what you want to do, what your big dreams are. I, I think we should all, if you're listening to this podcast now and, and nod out to Katrina Sanders write down, take some time and write down a note to yourself on where you're going to be this time next year at the end of 2023. Let's write it down, put a stamp on it, mail it to you and put it in an envelope, lick the envelope. You can do, we can do this ourselves and just put a stamp on it and mail it to ourselves in 2023. That would be a wonderful exercise for us. And then we can do another podcast next year and see where you are um, on that list. So I would definitely say dream bigger than you did last year, because you've already knocked all that off, checked every box and then some, and let's see 
what you're going to do next year because the sky is the limit for you. This is, this is as Sharon Parsons says, this is our time. And Laura Kalatz, this is your time. Yes, it and, is. Um, we're so proud I would of really, you. Thank you. I would really like to encourage everybody to speak kindly to yourself. That's, uh, those were, those were the most kind words I think I've ever said to myself in that letter and just continue as, as Jesse Metcalf says, speak kindly to yourself because you're listening. Oh, so, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. I think we should all give, give ourselves more grace. Yeah. Yeah. And when we love ourselves, we can love others even more. And that's what it's all about in this world today. So yes. Laura, thank you so much. Tell us how we can get in touch with you. How can people find you? Because they're going to, well, we didn't even talk about laughing yoga, by the way, which is your specialty. It is. Yeah. So laughter yoga, I will give you the quick and dirty version, is, is learning how to laugh on purpose for no reason. And we, we mimic, uh, we have laughter exercises where we, we mime daily activities. And what that's doing is it's making your body make uh, serotonin and dopamine right away. Your cortisol lo- level will lower right away. Your blood pressure will go down right away. Um, the full benefits of laughter yoga take, you need to do it about 10 or 15 minutes to really, really get it. But even a minute will do. And the next time you're doing the mundane activity, even if you're not laughing, your body remembers. So we did the exercise at the do retreat the argument laughter where you hold up your arguing finger and you laugh at the person next to you. And the next time you're in the argument, your body will react a little differently. So it's kind of like neuro-linguistic programming without the words. It's reprogramming your body. And that to me is just, that's phenomenal. It works, doesn't it? It really, it works. really works. It works. I'm, I've got studies from all over that say that it works. Of course and you do. Of course. Of when course. I was when I was learning and when I was getting my, my certificate, we had a WhatsApp group and I was it was a requirement for me to record a video of myself laughing for one minute every day for 40 days. When you laugh, you change yourself. And when you change yourself, you can change the world. And uh, so my website's not quite not quite ready yet, but we're working on it. It is drlauracolatz.com. In the interim, you can read, you can, you can message me through enchanting smilesdentistry.com. And my laugh with Laura is not quite ready either, but it's all like in the works and we're almost there. So next year is gonna be so exciting. Well, we'll be on the lookout for that. We'll put it in the show notes. You can always find her in the Do Life Crew Facebook yes. page. If you're a member of Do, get with her on that. And then don't forget to like uh, check out her. I, I think you're going to be on, on YouTube with laughter, uh, yoga. I mean, those are all things I think are in front of you because you're, you're um, a performer with a heart and you get it naturally. And you know what? We know, we know from, from Do we lean into those talents, those God-given talents, and we build on those. And so thank you so much for being with me today, my dear little fairy friend who is this big shot dentist now. And, um, and I just, I, I love that we are continuing our friendship and the love that we have for each other. So it, um, thank you so much for being with me today. And, and everyone that's here and listening, keep doing you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Laura. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Ann Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.